Welcome. I'm Sarah Pollack. And I'm Quinn Faison. And together, we coach parents of preteens, teens, and young adults at Plan P. We have been there and done that. And when the going got tough, the P was for many things and always for practice, patience, and pause. The work that we do now as coaches has the full support and approval of both of our amazing children and teachers, Allie and Harrison. So if you're a parent, you've come to the right place. We're going to give you tools to practice clear communication with your children, which will improve your relationships. We are so honored and excited to have you join us on this incredible journey where learning is in the pause and perfection is found in the practicing. Let's get moving. Welcome to the Plan P podcast. We are so incredibly grateful for your presence here. And I am grateful to you for yours as well, Quinn. <laughs> it's been a week of talking about sort of where things are for real, for real. Yeah, well, and as we've said the last couple of weeks, this is a particularly tense time of year. Yeah, because there's a heightened pressure around this time of year, and we sort of lose our ability to be present. Yeah, absolutely. Because we are so busy in our heads thinking about all the million things we, and these are air quotes, should be doing this time of year. Yeah, and so lots of conversations with parents who aren't really in the present. Right. I have found myself saying several times to people, let's take a pause because, you know, I'm big on the pause. <laughs> and tell me what's on your feet. Tell me what shoes you're wearing. Are you wearing shoes? Are you barefoot? Well, let's talk about your footwear. Let's talk about your feet. <laughs> and then like, okay, where are they? Mine are curled under me. And I remember when we were working with Jason, one of a, a family therapist, when we were working with Harrison, and Jason used to say to me in particular, because I'm very twisty, turny, feet uppy, <laughs> put both of your feet on the ground, which I don't sit like that. I cross my finger legs. I twist them all around each other. I sit on them. I do all sorts of things. But I have built that into my practice sometimes. Mm -hmm. And with parents, I'm like, let's talk about where your feet are. Let's talk about being present in the presence yeah, and I think that this is a, a time of year for me that I, I lose track in where I am in the moment. The sacredness of the, and I don't mean this in a religious way, the sacredness of the holidays. Mm. And for me, that that's just a sort of reverence for the time of year, for the fact that we all are coming together and there's a feeling of connection that I can lose track of. So being actually where you are. Yes. No, it, it, it is. It's that's why I'm talking about right. it now. It's yes, it's instead of looking at my feet and being where I am that way, it's taking the a breath and appreciating the people I'm with because often in the holiday time we are with groups of people that we have connection to. Whatever that connection is it could be family it could be work it could be school I mean there are lots of places but trying to take that in that these are communities that I am part of rather than the thing that we are doing 
So if we're having a family dinner, instead of, you know, is the food on the table and right outside yourself, right? All the things, all the trappings of what we're doing. Mm. I try to take a breath and look around the table and see all my family members and remember that I'm here to be with my family members. And that to me is sort of invites in the sacredness of this time of year. So for you, what presence means is being aware of the people and of your gratitude, of your appreciation, I heard you saying. Yeah, there's definitely appreciation in there of the people and of the the time of year that, that we, I mean, this is a time of year where we we as a society sort of take a break from the day to day and do these celebratory things. So taking a moment to take that in for, yeah, I'm just in that way that it's interesting because presence means something different for everyone. Mm. Like so many things, our definitions vary and there's not a right or wrong. So that's why I was asking questions because I want to understand what it means to you. Mm -hmm. Because when, I mean, we both mean the same thing, being where our feet are. Right. And for me, what that means is not being focused on what happened in years past, mm. where the people who should be, and I'm using air quotes as well, <laughs> you know, who should be here and who shouldn't, whether they're somewhere good or bad, right? They may be with other family members. I mean, Harrison now has... um a partner who they spend Christmas morning with that family. family. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's actually great. It works out. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I work with a lot of parents who really do not want their child to be spending their time with the child's partner's family. They feel attention. Like, they feel jealous. They feel like someone picked them. They feel missing their child. They are focused elsewhere right oh they're not spending thanksgiving with me i'm having a really hard time with this Mm. really really like they i don't think you know i mean we layer all sorts of stuff Mm. on what that means about me or in this parent's case about her she's a you know divorced parent right kids are married one of them is pregnant neither one of them is going to come to her for thanksgiving and they haven't invited her for thanksgiving and one of them is going to be spending it with and she doesn't know what the other one's going to be spending it with and she is in that world not where she is today right not considering the present moment which is the one we are in and finding that appreciation that you were talking about so it's all in some ways the same Mm -hmm. so that's what presence is being in the present moment And what I hear us saying is, in Plan P, our hope for parents is that you can find appreciation no matter where that moment is. Mm. In other words, that you can look where your feet are, consider where your feet are, consider what's around you, where is around you, and find appreciation there. If I can find appreciation, there's sacredness in every moment. Mm. And that may be... Oh, so woo woo for my I was going to say that's a little, and that's friends. a little deep for me, but you know, 
<laughs> I, I'm learning to tread water with you. <laughs> yep. It's sort of, you know, fits and fits. Not always. I can't always be present there. <laughs> but there, there are those moments. I had one this morning. Can I share it with you? Sure. I was, you know, in my not always sane and present place. And yet we have this, this adorable little dog <laughs> who gets me out of the house. And I walked to the park and we live in a place where there's fog. And I came and I stood where I stand to throw the ball to her. And I looked up and the fog was magnificent. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, it, it's early morning. It's like 7.30, 7.45 and the fog is still sort of there, but you can see the houses through it, but barely. And then like without my perceiving it actually happening, the fog is lifting. Yeah, I was just saying, it starts to clear. It starts to clear. Yeah. And the other thing that really happened was in that place, you can hear planes, but you can't see them. Mm. And it's like, oh, right. There is a plane there. I'm pretty sure of it. I can't see it. But that's faith, but not religious faith. I have this knowledge. In fact, that is the sound of an engine of an airplane. Right. There is an airplane. And then all of a sudden I look up and there it is. It wasn't there a minute ago, but it was there. I know it's there. It's being in the present is there's so much going on. I think that's the other thing. If yeah. I am really present in the presence. Yeah. Present in the present moment. Which makes me think of our eyes really see one spot. We think we see much more because our brain fills that in based on what it knows right and so to be present is to really like what is the thing that you are looking at what is the thing that you are noticing because our brains do a lot of other work for us that we take for granted I know you say that and I'm like what huh and I know you've said this to me many times <laughs> and my brain still can't get around it because no I've got peripheral vision and I smell things and I hear things and then my brain explodes and I'm off and <laughs> running in 12,000 directions. I'm certainly not, you know, but, but I am present because I'm really listening and trying to process yeah, and your I think, knowledge. I, I mean, I think I've read that and I don't try to necessarily understand it the way you're talking about, but just to use it as a metaphor for, right, I think mm. I can multitask. I think I, I understand the, the wider picture, but in actuality, I'm taking in just a fraction of the information and my brain is doing a lot of filling based on assumptions and, mm. and knowledge. Yeah, not just right. assumptions, no, that's, but that is what makes sense. It's, yeah, there's true knowledge there, but it's maybe not, you know, maybe shifted, maybe like there's an assumption there too, that it is as it was a moment ago. Yeah. So what I heard was, I think, therefore I am, mm -hmm. which sometimes like, I think, therefore I am insane. <laughs> <laughs> like I start thinking too much. Yeah. And then I lose sight of, you know, my shoes. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. The the losing sight of where we are because we are overthinking. Right. And that is why the gift of, of this season can be that parents everywhere can be more present 
and not in their heads as much. More where your feet are, less where your head is, because your head may be a million different places. In fact, if you're human, it probably is. Well, I think mine is always a million places. And you know what yeah. I find? That's way too many. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I can't actually be present with who is, and now we're back to your family setting, right. your family gathering. I can't be present for the people. I can't give them the present of my presence when I am in three million places in my head. Right. And my head is not aligned with my feet. Yeah. You know, it's work to do that. You think? Our, our brain takes training. That's why we're here talking about practice every single week. <laughs> and Because it takes practice. Yeah. This, this being in the present thing. I was going to say, you know, monks who meditate daily are probably the the example of people who can actually do that more of the time rather than less. Right. But it, it takes training our brain to come back to the present in a consistent way. Right. So bring the present of your presence to yourself and to your family. If you're me and you like shoes, <laughs> it can be also a, like, you know, a good way to, well, and this is, there's some, I mean, we laugh about this because I've been called a Melda. I'm not a Melda, <laughs> but um, I'm not a shoe. Well, anyhow, I like shoes. <laughs> Always have. It's all my father's fault. He bought me a trunk when, he, like, when I was very young of shoes. But looking down, like literally looking at your feet. And for me, starting the day, sometimes I like start with what shoes do I want to wear? And that brings me an awareness that I'm making a conscious decision to feel good about my footwear. Now, I also have lots of people in my life who I know and love who wear the same shoes every day. Oh, who would that be? <laughs> well, you've got a couple. And a couple of my friends have a couple. But I'm like, you know, and those make you happy, I presume. Yeah. No, and I have a couple of options. I have my armored up option and I have my dress option and I have my relaxed option. Right. And you get to make that decision. And sometimes you're like, oh, I have to change into my boots. Because... I was going to say, I also wear hoodies all the time. So, you know, it's not just my footwear that is pretty consistent. Consistent. Yeah. I'm going for the Senator Fetterman <laughs> options. <laughs> so consider what's on your feet. Just consider it. Is, is that something that you have made a conscious decision about? And mm -hmm. the conscious decision can be as simple as, yeah, they're clogs. They're easy to put on. Bringing a consciousness to that decision. See, I use looking at my feet as a way of re just reminding me that I am here now. Right. So it is less about the shoes than really my feet. Mm. But this is where I am. Your you body know, is there. Of, Yes, exactly. This is the moment that I'm in. And I think having done meditation, tree meditations, where your feet are planted on the ground and you imagine roots and branches and, you know, right. things like that. It's, it reminds me of being rooted in this moment. And grounded. Yes. I like that because 
when I lose my mind, guess what? I'm not. <laughs> not grounded. The other thing that I realized as you were saying that it's like, oh, I actually, in that way that I bring meditation yes, sort of into all sorts of things, pulling on boots, because mine mostly don't involve laces. They're just cowboy boots. They just, I just pull them on. But the minute I'm tying up a lace, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, okay, I'm going to take this moment to sort of really do this consciously, pull this, mm. push this, ground myself as it were, because it's, it's a built-in pause. Right. I could rush and do the laces, but, but I use that as an opportunity to, to recenter. Right. In that mindfulness in way that mindfulness of like, way. okay, I'm going to actually pay attention to what I'm doing, even though this is rote and my brain could do it exactly. without paying attention at all. I bring consciousness to something I do without consciousness. Right. right. If that makes sense. No. And that's, I think part of being in the moment is to actually be focused on what you're doing. I think our brains are designed to give us shortcuts and to let us free up that by doing it automatically, bringing mindfulness to even the things that we do routinely and therefore without thought, but to bring thought to those things (laughs) is part of the training our brain to be in the present moment. Yeah. So the other thing, how you can work on being present is by, and again, I'm going to looking around you and saying, what is important in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Is it important that I am thinking about a holiday that's going to happen in two months or a month or three days even? Yeah. Because it's in the future. Well, there are some things about what are the important parts that I can take care of today. Right. Have I gone grocery shopping? I, I told you about my nightmare of, I had in like September or maybe even August where it was Christmas Eve and I had bought no presents. <laughs> um, and then started thinking about doing Christmas differently a little bit this year, maybe. Yep. You know, and consulting with other family members, not making that decision Alone. Unilaterally. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it differently this year. What are the ways in which you want to collaborate with others? Right. And if you're not in the present, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Because if you're not in the present, you're planning it without them. Yeah. So, you know, continuing to reach out while you are grounded in where your feet are, not where your head is because then you're standing on your head (laughs) yeah and it's i mean we're used to our brains running the show and it's hard it's hard to pull it back with parents particularly parents of adolescents and young adults Mm -hmm. and adolescents in some people's minds goes into young adults just for that definition thing right um is that they're so busy fretting yeah. about what the kids are doing. Kids are not jobs. The kids aren't doing this. The kids aren't doing that. They're not going to school. They're not doing jobs. They're just doing this. I mean, this is someone I talked to yesterday. And it's like, okay, that's what's going on right now. Let's talk about that. Have you talked to them about that? Right. Well, I keep, you know, and, and our 
parental inclination is to say, yes, I talk to them about it all the time because <laughs> they have to do something. It's Which sounds like you're not actually talking to them. You're talking at them. No, no. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. Yeah. You got to, you got to do this different. You got to do this different because, and, and, you know, it's hard. I got to say it's yeah. hard. It's hard to talk to young people and say, without like throwing your arms up in the air or doing the full frontal prefrontal cortex hand slap with on your own forehead yeah of like do you see where you're headed <laughs> it's not and you know if we stay in the present okay where you are today how do you feel right and it may not feel good to be where you are. And the only way is to bring it on a song. Welcome to the 80s. It's Devo. Whip it. Whip it good. Move <laughs> forward. Go forward. Move ahead. You know, it's like you can move forward. You can still do these things. Like, how do you stay present? Maybe you dance. I think dancing is a really good way to to ground yourself. Yeah, no, because it gets you in your body. If yeah, it gets you in your body. It gets you in the present because your mind is listening to the music and moving your body, mm -hmm. and in that sacred body, mind, spirit way. Mm -hmm. Which I was also talking to a parent. He's like, "Hey, that just keeps coming up." I'm like, hmm, "Okay, I just said it once in this conversation. If it's coming up in, for you again and again, what?" What do you want to do with that? Because you're aware of right. something. Body, mind, spirit keeps coming up. And I did not say throw a dance party at home, but I, depending upon how much someone likes to dance, dance alone, dance with your partner, dance with the kids. They dance different. <laughs> but, you know, I think that music does have that ability to bring us to where we are mm. because you're not thinking. Right. Right. So if you start with your feet and work up, <laughs> not head down, yeah. head up, head up, head up. And you know me, I'm also always about alignment, right? Uh, say more. Head, heart, feet. Ah. I want them in alignment. I'm not going to be leading. With one or the other. Right. You know what? Another way I find really good is, I mean, and again, I'm talking a lot of meditation here. But you can bring meditation into any moment. Mm. Walking meditation is a thing. And you can do it anywhere, any time. Yep. Um, I walk down the street and I'm like, look at how the flower, and some people might call it a weed, but, you know, emerges from the sidewalk. Yep. The flower comes up and it's a flower. You can't deny it's a flower as well as maybe a weed. And then looking up at the sky, it's just one of my very favorite things. Allie and I went once because, and this is on a holiday away in the pandemic, we were like, let's take a mini vacation. And now it's, you know, an annual, it's an annual ritual, a tradition. We did a walk, we, we paid someone to do a walking meditation with us because, you know, you're in an Airbnb, you got to see what you could pay more for. <laughs> they always give you options of where you are, what else do you want to do? It's like the book in the hotel room. And and she talked about softening the gaze. Mm. And in that pinpoint way, 
She's like, if you just, and I had never walked slower in my whole life. Yeah. Well, and what I hear is appreciation for your surroundings, mm -hmm. right? Whatever those are, whether it's the weed growing through the sidewalk right. or the trees that I think you were walking through when you did that. Yeah, we were in the redwoods, so it was quite magnificent. And here's the thing. The other thing about softening your gaze is you don't see anything really, really clearly. Mm -hmm but you see little tiny motions, mm. which maybe is another creature. Right. It's not all the, just the trees or the dripping of the water off the leaves. I mean, you just see so much more when you're not single focused on, on anything. Right. So the practice of the week is to try to be present in the moment. And that can mean as we said, looking at your feet or appreciating your surroundings, but taking that moment, that deep breath and being in the present moment. Yes. And a little, in the, a little appreciation. appreciation. Yeah. Yes. Appreciate in a positive fashion. Mm -hmm. Look at where your shoes are. Appreciate them. Right. They got souls. We all got soul. <laughs> that a song too uh that's a whole genre that's a whole <laughs> there's a whole playlist there right so have fun with your playlist this week maybe dance definitely take some breaths and be aware of them right look where your feet are try Keep every practicing. day to have at least one moment of being in the present moment Thank you so much for tuning in to Plan P. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable takeaways that you can practice this week. And remember, change takes time and practice. To stay connected with us and ensure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share our podcast with friends, family, or any other parents who could benefit from our discussions. You can also keep up with all things Plan P on Instagram and TikTok at Plan P is for. If you have any burning questions or specific topics which you'd like us to address on the show, please just email us at connect at planp.us. If you want to talk to one of us, go to our website at planp.us to learn about us and schedule your free coaching session online. All details and links will be in the show notes. We can't wait to reconnect with you on the next episode. See you next week.